Welcome to another episode of Lions' Football Show. I'm your host, Lance Cartelli, Managing Editor at Lions.com. As always, I'm joined by my co-host, Lions writer Ian Wharton. On today's episode, we're picking the perfect landing spot for the cream of the crop free agents. But before we get into that, I wanted to get your take on the QB carousel from this week. Uh, let's start with Russell Wilson to the to the Broncos. Yeah, I mean, love it for the Broncos, right? Like, they acted, you know, as fast as they possibly could. I know they were saying that Adam Schefter was saying that they were working on that for the last two weeks. And, and that makes sense because I think the tea leaves kind of showed that Rodgers was either going to retire or or go back to the Broncos and so, or I'm sorry, go back to the Packers. Um, so I think they did a really good job, right? Like they made an offer that was strong. I, I don't, you know, giving up Noah Font is a nice get, I think, for Seattle. Um, the picks are Doesn't hurt they that are. bad when they have Albert O, though. Exactly. Yeah, no, so for, for Denver's perspective, it's great. Like, you're not missing him at all because, I mean, Font's a nice player, but like, like you just said, you're going to get a boost there. Um, you have a really athletic tight end just to take his spot. And so, for, in general, tight ends aren't, you know, unless you have one of those truly elite guys, it's not a big deal. Like, you can kind of just expect growth as time goes on. So, Albert O is going to be really good with with uh, Russ. I'm excited to see Russ have another good tight end. It's been a little while since we saw him with Jimmy Graham. Um, you know, I thought Denver, great job. You didn't give up Jerry Judy. You didn't give up, you know, Javante Williams. Those were guys that I think if I was uh, Seattle, I would have been, hey, I need one of those guys too. And they didn't have to give it up. And, it, you know, some of this is a trade, uh, having a um, no trade clause where it comes into. And so I think Seattle probably did as well as they could. It's weird that they took back Shelby Harris. Um, but at the same time, like, that's kind of just what Seattle is. Like, they look more short-term than long-term. Um, so they look for a guy that they could play basically for a year or two, and then, you know, he'll go on his way. Um, Seattle did what they could. I, I think that they have – um, Deshaun Watson in mind, or, you know, maybe the next QB that comes available. But I think it's pretty clear that, you know, they, they said, you know, this is, this is what it is. Like if Russ isn't going to take a trade to Washington, then we kind of have to take what they're being offered. It was a good, good trade. Like, it's not like they got totally robbed. Um, but it, it stings a little bit in the rear view mirror when you look and see what Matt Stafford fetched and it was pretty similar. And I think Russ is a little bit better. Quite a yeah, bit better, I think, really. Yeah. I think, you know, that, those picks next year, probably going to be late now. But that top 10 pick is pretty good, even though this isn't a great draft. But um, to me, you know, it's a lot to give up for the third best quarterback in the division. Does it really make the Broncos a Super Bowl contender? What do you think? I think it does. Yeah, I think, you know, you're right. Like, singularly, he is probably – he's definitely behind Patrick Mahomes. He's probably behind Justin Herbert. Um, but he gives you a shot. And I don't really know what else their plan was. And they were at risk of being the Colts, you know, their own version of the Colts, where they keep missing over and over and over and over. And then you have nothing left. And really at number nine, it's like, okay, like if, if we want to take a rookie, sure. But we really don't have another pathway. So I get it. Like, I, to me, it's a no-brainer deal. Like, you take it because there's no other pathway to a franchise quarterback. Um but at the end of the day, too, now you look at your limitations and say, okay, we're not done. <laughs> we got to add another edge rusher. We got to bulk up our secondary a little bit. We got to get a right tackle. Um, so there's definitely still work to be done, but at least they gave themselves a shot. Yeah, I'm with you. It, even if it doesn't completely put them over the top and in, in a tough division, you had to do it because you can't just be in quarterback, no man's land. Yeah. Uh, I, think, I think they definitely regret not taking Justin Fields or Mac Jones. 
last yeah. year, and now they had to pay uh, a lot more to get a quarterback who may be out of his prime, but is still a good quarterback and still elevates them, makes them a playoff team. Uh, I, I'm also interested to see, you know, what does he do at the end of interviews now? He can't say go Hawks and say go go Bronx. <laughs> I mean, he could still say go Hawks. <laughs> yeah, I guess he could. Uh, so, yeah, really fascinating. But uh, Broncos still have a ton of money. And like you said, they have holes to fill, but they're now in win now mode. So I expect yeah. them to, to get in, like on the Lyle Collins stuff to be the right tackle. Von Miller could be a, a guy that they target. So I'm really interested to see what they do there. And then, yeah, with the Seahawks, I think they're, you know, the if, if you just look at it in a vacuum, it's like, okay, they're rebuilding. But they have the oldest coach in the NFL, and yeah. they just don't seem like a team that's going to rebuild. So will they get into Deshaun Watson sweepstakes? Will they – Will what happens with Watson, and will they be able to get in the sweepstakes? It'll be Which, that'll be interesting. And part of that, and part of the hilarious part of that is, is like where us would literally be going to just a West Coast version of the Texans with what's right. left over on the Seahawks. I mean, there's nothing on that roster. I mean, yeah, like they got the two star receivers, and they have Jamal Adams, but like that's it. So. Yeah. I mean, they're half they, of their good players they, are free agents this year too. Like it's it's crazy. And they probably have to give up more than what they gave up for Russell Wilson, which is a weird thing yeah. to say. But 26-year-old yeah. elite quarterbacks go for more than 33-year-olds. Yeah, I mean, if Watson's cleared, it's going to be it's going to be a haul. I mean, I think I don't think the Texans are going to have much of an issue getting what they want for him if he's cleared. Or, yeah, not, I mean, you know, cleared to play. I guess that's probably the best way to say it. Yeah. Yeah, well, um, by the time, you know, some people listen to this, they'll know if it'll be a little more clear. Let's yeah. uh let's go to Carson Wentz to the Commanders. What do you think of that one? <laughs> shocking. <laughs> Not shocking in the sense that he was traded. I think it made a lot of sense that he was traded. Um Indianapolis had all the financial reasons to eat money. They had all the financial reasons to even give up assets to make that deal. Um they avoided a fifteen million dollar cap hit by trading him. The shocking part to me is that Washington took all of his money. Um that Washington gave up assets and it wasn't significant, but they were assets like there's pick swaps and they kind of mitigated some of the damage with, with those swaps. Um, but the fact that they took his whole contract at like $28 million or whatever it is, like that's crazy. Um, I would have definitely made it, <clears throat> excuse me, definitely made Indianapolis who has the most cap space in the league right now, eat like half of his deal. Um, and it's also kind of funny that Washington was front row seat to some of the issues in Philadelphia. It's not like they can claim, hey, we just weren't paying attention. That's like, no, like you guys benefited half the time of the dysfunction that he brought the Eagles franchise. So uh, really just a strange move. Um, I don't blame them for going for a vet quarterback. I don't, I don't, I'd love to know why they didn't just go get Jimmy Garoppolo. Like, you know, Wentz is on the field. I think he's fine. He's mediocre. He's not going to win you a ton of games. He's, for the most part, going to offset a lot of his negatives, though, with some of the good plays. It's going to be pretty 50-50. So, you know, it's better than Tyler uh, Heineke. But at the same yeah, time, like... You, that's you not saying better, much. It's not saying much. And at the same... And, like, you, you were sitting with the 11th overall pick. Like, you could take Desmond Ritter. And I know people don't love this draft class, but, like, I'm looking at these guys. They're not that bad. Like, well, they could probably trade back and take Desmond Ritter. Yeah, trade back. You might get lucky, get Malik Willis. If you like Kenny Pickett, he should go in that range. Like, mm -hmm. 
and I, and maybe okay so then maybe the arg argument is because i try to look at this through like the organization's eyes which is okay we just don't want a rookie quarterback and i'm like okay that makes sense like i get that um but why didn't you go for jimmy g why didn't you just try to go for Jameis winston see um, I, so I, i'm with you on that i think i would have rather gone with Jameis winston or like a teddy bridgewater than give up yeah. assets and pay the 28 million it really yeah. made no sense but i don't think I think Jimmy G. I think the Niners want to do right by Jimmy G. They'll say they didn't want to wait, but I think Jimmy G. just didn't want to go there. And I don't think Shanahan, with his, uh, you know, history with Washington, I don't think he yeah. wanted to send Jimmy there. And so I think that was more. I think you know everyone rejected Washington. I think Russell Wilson said no. I think Jimmy G. said no. So they went with what they could get. But they would get. They'd be a lot more interesting and fun if they went with Jameis. They might not be any better but they're at least more yeah. watchable and like i said they don't give up those assets and all that money it I mean, really didn't make any sense the the money part is huge for me and you know that's a good point about shanahan i didn't i totally thought you know forgot that they were you know that that was once a thing um would you have rather come out of this with carson wentz paying that money or would you have rather have signed marcus Mariota for half the money or mitch trubisky for half the money and then invested that third round pick into like a rookie quarterback like Carson yeah, Strong I, or someone like I that. definitely would have re rather gone with plan B but I also think just because they traded for Carson Wentz I don't think they're out on rookie quarterback at 11. I think yeah I think they could just be spending a lot of money at the position and they kind of do the Niner thing where they give Wentz at least some of this year to see if Washington can stay in the NFC East and then they'll go with a Pickett or a, a Willis or a Ritter or somebody like that. I, I think 11, they're still like dead center in that quarterback hunt. And I will say like, this is where like the full picture could look back a lot kinder. Um, almost when Cleveland got Tyrod Tyra Taylor too, and then they took Baker Mayfield. Right. Um, I like the full picture if they do take their quarterback at 11, more than I like it today. Yeah, no, it, I, it, I think, you know. I, yeah, I think that makes the most sense, but it's still then... You just, in hindsight, I mean, this, the deal looks even worse because then you yeah. really just go with a Winston or a Bridgewater or a Mariota yeah. and just <laughs> wire your quarterback in. Million. Yeah, exactly. Like that's, it's such a Like, they're right now at $5 million in cap space. And, I mean, they're, they'll open more with, you know, Landon Collins being gone, some of these other guys being gone. But, like, that's huge. They went from $30 million in open space down to six million. They're just they're gonna be almost a non player. They might sign one significant free agent. That's it. That's you know, this is your roster. This is your twenty twenty two roster for the most part. That's it's crazy to me, but you know, I I can't think of a better matchup for me. I can't stand Carson once and I can't stand the commanders. So yeah, let's put them all together and we can just all ignore them, hopefully. But I also think once playing Philly twice this season if oh. he's healthy and has been replaced is going to be a lot of fun beautiful it's a must-watch game no matter what happens it's a must-watch game yeah he uh, could be completely so, terrible and it'll be fun he could be amazing and it'll be fun like I hate yeah. Carson Wentz too like he's just not my style of quarterback right like as a person he doesn't seem a good either um yeah, yeah but watching like, him on hard on hard knocks was a tough watch that guy just oh. has no charisma at all the stuff that's come out about him has been so damning yeah, it's no surprise either. Yeah, you don't have, you don't have two teams quit on you like that, but also three teams have traded for him. So that's what's crazy to me is how he's kind of held his value. Obviously, not as valuable as before, but you know, getting a third and potentially a second is really good, and getting yeah. all that money off the books like the Colt. I mean, 
this could have been a Brock Osweiler situation where the Colts had to send a second rounder with him to get him off the books. And instead it's like yeah. the opposite. I, and I thought it was, I thought that was a situation just kind of like the buzz around Indy. Like I, that's what it sounded like from people that were there is that they were going to have to, you know, okay, cool. We'll, we'll pay a fourth round pick to avoid $15 million on our cap hit. And yeah. Okay. Like that'd be cool. Um, yeah, the the reporting was, the reporting was interesting because the reporting made it sound like they were totally fine just eating the 15 million and cutting him. And then somehow yeah. they negotiated their way to two thirds, which is why. Yeah. Dan's not, and we, I don't know. We, you could just keep throwing hypotheticals out there, but you know, again, why didn't you just thank Cam Newton for the minimum? Yeah, like, honestly, <laughs> like anything else, I mean, anything else, <laughs> Winston probably for a little over the minimum, he was only getting like a million with the saints before. But whatever, let's move on. Let's uh, before we get into the uh, the free agents, let's predict where Jimmy G goes. He's the you know the biggest quarterback on the market right now, trade wise. Where do you think he lands now? Um, you know, I I feel like Pittsburgh is a is the spot. Um, to me, it just it makes a lot of sense for the offense. Matt Canada runs this motion based offense. We obviously have seen Jimmy G incorporate a lot of different offenses. Um, throughout his time, even back to college, he is a highly intelligent player. Like he catches on fast. Um, he can handle everything Canada's going to throw at him. He's going to embrace it. He's going to thrive in it. Um, they have the weapons. You kind of mentioned the relationships. I think, you know, taking that into consideration is something we need to do. And it's hard to to trade um, Jimmy G to a more respected uh, organization across the league. You know, I think he, he's plug and play. The Steelers have the assets to get it done maybe like a second round pick, um, maybe like, you know, a day three pick or something too in there. Um, I just, and I think that they're going to want to get him out of the NFC. A lot of these, I think we, we tend to undersell that in these trades. Almost every team takes less to trade him to the other conference for whatever reason. Um, and I think that's going to factor in here. Like I, I wouldn't trade him to New Orleans if I was uh, San Francisco, because I don't want to face New Orleans with a better quarterback or, you know, a healthy quarterback or Tampa, for example. I definitely don't want him to go to Tampa. So I'm going to say the uh, the Steelers. Yeah, if, if I'm Jimmy G, I actually want to stay in the NFC because the AFC is just loaded with quarterbacks. But uh, yeah, I I think I think the Steelers are my number two. I think Colts and Colts, and you mentioned yeah. the Saints. Colts would be my number one. Uh, I think he fits in all three offenses. He does exactly what Frank Reich wants to do and attack the middle of the field. And he's you know he might not give you better production than Carson Wentz, but he's going to give you better leadership and people are going to like him more. And he's got DeForest Buckner there, kind of pound the table for him so i think that makes sense and they'll talk themselves into that uh i don't think they're that scared of trading to the nfc uh i don't think they want to but if the saints have the best offer then i don't see why not i think he really fits and i know sean payton's not there anymore but they're gonna run the same offense and in that short passing precise kind of game i think he fits and then like you said steelers the way their offense runs that would be good and i think the steelers can talk themselves into it they just really need to fix that offensive line because that defense is ready to win a championship. So yes. yeah, I, I think I would, those are the three. Yeah. I would definitely say like Colts, like Colts are, if it's not the Colts or Steelers, I'd just be really surprised because they're just, it's easy. They can both absorb the cap hit, like super clean fit on offense. Um, good organizations for him. Good guy for the organization. So, you know, it, it, the Colts especially seem easy right now because they have so much cap space. Exactly. They can take in the cap, whoever, gets Jimmy G is probably going to sign him to a contract extension just to lower that cap hit anyways. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, uh, they, speaking of all that cast space, let's get into the uh, our favorite landing spots for free agents. So it's, let's say the Jimmy G gets traded to the Colts. They got to fill the left tackle position. I think Teron Armstead is the number one free agent on the market. So I'll start real quick. I think he's a perfect fit for the Colts. That would be uh, my pick. They have a huge hole at left tackle, and they're going to have some either a mediocre vet or a rookie at quarterback. So they'll want to keep him protected and make sure that running game is still operational. Uh, what do you think? Makes sense. Um, I'll actually go with Armstead to Miami. Um, I think they're going to be super. Yeah, they're going to be super aggressive. Um, and they're willing to take chances. We've seen that in the past that they like to throw money around. Armstead's great. You just got to hope that he's going to play more than 14 games. Right. So uh, speaking of the Dolphins, my Dolphins perfect fit. There's so many of them because, like you said, they have a lot of money. They're going to yeah. sign a lot of guys at, for Mike McDaniel. The no-brainer is Raheem Mostert, 49ers running back. If he can stay healthy, he uh, he's going to be a, a perfect fit since the Niners or the Dolphins will be running the Niners offense. Just an obvious connection with Mike McDaniel. Dolphins running back group is really just a dumpster fire right now. And, you know, Mostert, when healthy, would be a nice change of pace back. Maybe you don't overwork him too much, but gives you instant – uh, you know, playmaking ability. And it kind of feels like when Shannon first came to the Niners and he signed Pierre Garcon, this is kind of like a culture change kind of signing. Yeah, I like that. I mean, it's it's super obvious, but I think Miami probably signs multiple backs. Um, I think most of it makes a lot of sense. I'd also throw in uh, Ronald Jones. I think he'd be a clean fit as far as the the uh, the, the offense and then also just in age-wise, like he fits the scheme. And then they'll probably draft somebody day three and try to churn that whole room they're going to want bodies in that room. They just, they lack explosiveness. They lack uh, consistency. Duke Johnson was their best running back last year. And he was good. Like he was legitimately good for them, but like, obviously you don't want that. So I think yeah. they're going to probably try to, you know, get rid of at least three of those bodies that are currently there. Yeah, I think you're right. And, you know, it'll be interesting to see what kind of changes McDaniel does. Will he, I could see Ronald Jones there being in like the Tevin Coleman role. And then most are being after the, he's kind of pounded the defense a little bit, opening it up. And I also think they're in the hunt for like a Brees Hall or uh, Kenneth Walker in the draft, like you said. So I think whoever is their running back, it will have some fantasy success. So that'll be a really interesting one. Uh, why don't you hit me with your one of your perfect landing spots for a free agent? Yeah, so this is probably a little out of the box. I think Allen Robinson, I'd like to see him go to Cleveland. Okay. Um, you know, and, and this goes twofold with the draft. Part of this is... Baker Mayfield, like this is the type of receiver Baker Mayfield should be good with. Um, if you want Baker Mayfield to go back to a successful self, that's throwing contested balls. That's being able to and being willing to throw uh, contested catch opportunities to his receivers. There's really no better guy out there than Allen Robinson. Um, I know he took a dip last year overall with his production, but still ranked extremely well with his contested catch rate. I think he caught like 92% of his contested passes that were catchable. Uh, I think he still has a, quite a bit left. Cleveland's going to have to spend on a receiver. The, the market is just exploding right now, and we saw that with Mike Williams getting so much money from the Chargers. Um, so you probably do like a two-year guaranteed deal. It ends up looking like four or five years, but it's really just a two-year deal. And that allows them to open up their pick at number 13 to either defensive tackle uh, like Jordan Davis or another receiver. They can go get a speedster. Um, we saw the combine, a lot of speedy guys. So maybe they wait till day two then to take like a Sky Moore, um, someone like that who can step in and start because they're going to need two or three receivers. Uh, for me, I just look at Robinson. I'm not really sure where else he got. Like I know there's going to be suitors, but 
you need a quarterback that's going to be willing to throw him those passes. And Baker is theoretically that guy. He was that guy in the past. And you kind of also have to say, hey, man, like, it's time to step up. Like, you, you have to do it this year. Um, not like contractually, but just like as a franchise, we either need to, you know, extend you or move on. So I think Robinson to the Browns is really nice. Yeah, make or break year for Baker. That would be a fun one. I've got Allen Robinson, you know, bring him home. Go back to the Jags, baby. You know, Trevor Lawrence, despite a bad, disappointing rookie year, will probably be the best quarterback that Robinson's ever played with. Jags need receivers, and Robinson just, you know, be cool to see a homecoming where he really became a star. And, you know, no state taxes down in tech in uh, Florida. So I think that would be a fun little fit. I like Yeah. Um, if it does make sense, too, like they have so much money. And then, like, just, like, the, the workload, right? He's going to get a ton of passes if he goes there. So that's a super clean fit, too. Yeah. Let's go with another. Here's one of my more fun ones. The Seahawks signed Jameis Winston. This will <laughs> never, ever happen because Pete Carroll's head would explode. But teaming up Winston with DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, Noah Fant would be a lot of fun and put up a lot of points. That would be really fun. I hadn't considered that one. Um yeah, I mean, I like it. Yeah, I think Winston has every like reason to go back to New Orleans, except for maybe financially. Uh, I guess maybe Seattle could just throw him like a ton of money his way, um, especially compared to what the Saints can ever offer. So yeah, just, I mean, I like not it. A, I, I think it'd be fun, but he's not a Pete Carroll guy. Like no. Bridgewater's more Bridgewater, like a Mariota's more a Pete Carroll guy. It feels like. Oh, Mariota makes a lot of sense too, especially SEC or um, Pac-12 connections. That'd be interesting. Yeah. yeah. I I really think it'd be funny if they, you know, just threw like a seventh rounder for Sam Darnold, get that USC connection. Oh. oh. If Seahawks fans had to go from Russell Wilson to Sam Darnold, that would be Especially quite to do a, Carolina the favor to take that contract. Yeah. Given oh God, that'd be beautiful. I hope it happens. I'm I just here for the chaos at quarterback at this point. Like me we too, need complete too. chaos. I mean if they're not going to go after Watson, they might as well just be bad and then try to get Stroud or Bryce Young next year. So make it interesting. Yeah, yeah for sure. I I hope that's their strategy because I don't know what else they're going to do with. They have like thirty million dollars in cap space. Like just they're not going to do anything. Oh no, I guess they have almost fifty. But uh, yeah, you also lost lost your two best players. So yeah, it's I I really want to see what they're going to do. They just you know, is it a two year reset or is it? you know, rebuilding on the fly. They go get Watson and spend some money. Yeah. All right, go ahead and hit me with uh, one of your next ones. Um, I think Von Miller. Um, boy, I'd love to see Buffalo land Von Miller. Mm. Um, make your statement. They're rumored to be making a statement. Uh, I know J.C. Jackson had interest in going there. I don't think they're going to go that route. Um, their edge rushers in Buffalo, you know, they got the young guys who are interesting. Um a lot of the Buffalo fans were upset that I think I gave him like a D for giving Greg Gregory Rousseau last year in the first round. And yeah, he played okay. He's a good run defender. He's exactly like what I thought he'd be. He's a run defender. He's a big guy who can kind of move into tackle, not a huge pass rush threat. AJ Espinessa, you know, just again, another power end. Um, none of these young guys that they've drafted are really anything special. Go get the star, go get Von Miller, go get the guy who was almost a uh, Super Bowl MVP. And by doing so, you're also hurting your competition a lot, especially with the Khalil Mack trade. Like, this would be such a statement for Buffalo to go out and do this. And, it, it, you know, you're sacrificing other positions a little bit to do it, uh, but you're hurting the Rams a ton. 
Uh, you're hurting the, the Broncos potentially, and you're definitely going to be more competitive, I think, in you know compared to that AFC North because they're going to, or I'm sorry, AFC West. You're probably going to have to go through two of those teams to reach the Super Bowl. So you need that pass rusher. Yeah, I, we're almost on the same page. They're in win-now mode, so I think they should get Chandler Jones. I think yeah. Chandler Jones a little younger. He's from Syracuse, so maybe yeah. gives Buffalo a little hometown discount. Also uh, from Rochester. Yeah, yeah exactly. So I, I so. think that's like a really perfect fit as they're clearly like they need to get over the top. They need to beat the Chiefs. They need to win one of these Super Bowls, and they like especially before they have to pay Josh Allen a, a ton of money. And then for Von Miller, I got him going back home just like Allen Robinson, going back to the Broncos. You know, he's already teased it on Instagram. Broncos in win now mode, just like the Bills. Uh, they have money to spend and need a pass rusher. It just makes too much sense to me. Super cruel if he doesn't go back to Denver because after the teasing that, yeah, yeah, that's really messed up. Like. <laughs> I still think he, he ends up back with the Rams, but uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I just so. think he's just a smart businessman. He's just, that's leverage right there. He's, you know, leveraging opportunities, trying to get some more money, probably out of the Rams. But I think that it's a fun story to, to talk about. It would be. Yeah, it's a unique offseason where we have like these opportunities. Um, usually it's not like this. Usually it's just guy ta- guy chasing like the top dollar. Um, right. But, you know, these situations have changed so much since some of these guys hit free agency. So. As, as and, I like I like the like going the, back home type of storyline. Well, if you like that, you're going to love this one. Teddy Bridgewater to the Saints. The reunions don't end. Oh, have, uh, yeah. The, the Saints need a quarterback. Bridgewater would be a nice, you know, <clears throat> bridge, bridge quarterback if they draft <laughs> a, a rookie quarterback. So I think that one makes a lot of sense, too. Yeah. Yeah, I like that one. Um, I would also say the Giants uh, for him to be a backup. Right. Go overtake Daniel Jones. Yeah, I, th- um, I think Trubisky makes a ton of sense, especially with uh, some of these quarterback spots drying up. You know, the Brian Dable connection just makes a lot of sense. Yeah, no, I think so, too. I wonder if he's going to be priced out of what they have to work with. So that'll be I just don't know who's, who's going who's gonna to pay for him because, you know, depending where Jimmy G goes, you know, there might not be a ton of options for him yeah, unless, yeah, unless you, the Colts you, pay for him or something. Yeah, you're going to be looking at the Colts, Seahawks, kind of like the same teams we're looking at, like the Steelers. Um, it's hard to see. By the way, it's interesting. You wonder if, like, did Washington call Detroit about Jared Goff? Huh. I wonder I wonder if they at all looked into what it would cost to pry Jared Goff. Just, I mean, if I'm if I'm Detroit, I, I would take any asset I could to, to get Goff. And I'd uh, also much rather give up a third-round pick for Goff than Wentz. At least yeah, you're getting a decent locker room, dude. Yeah, that's pretty sad. But you're right. I, t- I totally would rather have Goff than Wentz, too, especially at the, yeah. the price tag. Yeah, for sure. Um, my next dream scenario, and I think this will happen, I think Brandon Scherf to the Bengals. Mm, okay. Um, no chance he goes back to Washington at this point. Um, he's like, okay, you can't franchise me this time. Thank God. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> the Bengals just need to choose, pick and choose, right? Like They have a decent amount of money to spend. Uh, but they don't have all the money in the world. And so I think for them, they're going to be looking at that right guard, center, and right tackle. Who's the best player I can get in free agency to go, to fill one of those roles? And then the draft will fill another one of those roles. Uh, they might be okay with, with their center situation, but also center is generally not a super expensive position to fill. I'd like to see them avoid trying to pay uh, Ryan Jensen so much money because it's they're not the most flush cap space team. Um, they can create a little bit more room, but they they operate more in cash than they do in cap space. 
um, which can become problematic if you start to look at signing two big free agents. So they need a corner. They need an offensive lineman, obviously. I think Scherf really would help that offensive line and start to help the running game too because Joe Mixon's really good, but they need to block for the guy. Um, Scherf can do them both. Really good pass blocker, but amazing run to run blocker. Uh, I think that's just a super clean fit for day one. Again, you have to, it's like Teron Armstead, though. You have to make sure the guy's going to be healthy. Right. That's that's my biggest worry. So we're almost on the same wavelength on this one. I'm a little worried about Scherf's body breaking down. So my ideal fit for the Bengals is Lakin Tomlinson, uh, guard mm-hmm. for the Niners. Doesn't miss a game. The guy's steady as a rock. He might not be as good as Scherf, but uh, he's a guy I would want to trust and pay more than Scherf just because of the longevity. Um, and if they miss out on you know one of those top guys, I think he's a nice little consolation prize. And I actually have a second one for the Bengals. I think them getting Gronk would just be a lot of fun. Um, oh, wow. <laughs> I, they, have, they do have a hole at tight end, but like if you put Gronk with those receivers, like that's insane. That would be really fun. I know like Buffalo's talked a lot about Gronk. Yeah, I think he makes sense there. But yeah, Cincinnati would be great. I mean, just, just load up. Like it's super fun, so why not? Yeah, I mean, all these teams with the rookie quarterback, like the Chargers, they're going to load up. The Chargers are going to be one of the most active teams uh, this offseason. You know, speaking of the Chargers, actually. I've got them getting Carlton Davis, uh, corner from the Bucks. I think they miss out on J.C. Jackson, but they settle for Carlton Davis. Still just 25. Would be a great addition as a cover corner with uh, Derwin James in the Chargers secondary. I love it. Um, really clean fit. Again, and it fits the timeline. I think that's part of it, too. Is like right. Age-wise, he's really good. The only thing I would worry about that is their medical staff is so bad with the Chargers. <laughs> Please. Please clean out your, your staff. We need the Chargers to stay healthy for the first time in like ever. Um, I like that one. I do think the Bucks will probably lose Davis. Um, speaking of JC Jackson, I like him to go to the Chiefs. Okay, that's a um, yeah. Like they've got they've got to reload that defense. They're going to lose Tyron Matthew, which I think is I think is a good call. I think they need to probably like Matthew burns himself out of places so fast um, because of his personality. I think it's time to let him go. You're obviously going to see Frank Clark go. You need some more def- different defensive leaders in there. Jackson, clear cornerback one, helps elevate the rest of the unit. You're going to be paying to keep Javarius Ward anyways, so you might as well pay a little bit more to go get Jackson. Um, it's shocking to me that Bill Belichick's letting Jackson go without much of a fight. I do think Jackson's one of the best corners to come out of New England in a long time, and I'm saying that as someone who loves Stephon Gilmore. Um Gilmore, when he left, was a lot older, so he's a little bit more of a stopgap guy at this time. So for me, Jackson is probably the number two, maybe the number three overall defensive free agent behind Miller and Chandler Jones. Um, some of that's just you know position importance, um, but he's a, he'd be a phenomenal addition to this defense. It just seems like this is crazy to to criticize Bill Belichick, but you know he's not the greatest GM like he used to be. But if you're going to get rid of J.C. Jackson, tag him and trade him. Like, just to give him up for the third-round comp is weird to me. Uh, So I do think, you know, Patriots like to stick together. We've got now Patriots coaches in Las Vegas with the Raiders and in Houston. I think there's going to be a little battle there. I think J.C. Jackson ends up with the Raiders. So uh, stays in that that, – you think he goes in the AFC West. I think he goes in the AFC West. But, you know, like you said, uh, top corner on the market, arguably with Carlton Davis. And I, I mentioned the the Patriots connection. I just think the Raiders went out on that one. Uh, you mentioned Tyran Matthew. I think he's a perfect fit for the Ravens. He just feels like mm-hmm. a Raven, you know. Uh, 
and it's it's just wild that he's going to get another big contract. And then the Chiefs, my favorite pick for them, Juju Smith-Schuster. They were interested yeah. in him last year. Chiefs need a wide receiver too. Um, Juju decided to spur them and go back to Pittsburgh, which didn't really work out. But I don't think he's going to make that same mistake twice. So I think that would be a fun little matchup. I like that one too. And yeah, it's kind of funny, like looking back on that, why he would have, why he would have picked to go back to Pittsburgh. Um, interesting to see like how his career will develop from that. I know like a lot of people are kind of doubting where he goes um, from here, like thinking that he was maybe just like that one year wonder or just like a productive AB. Um, I don't, I think Juju's really good. I hope he's healthy. Uh, it'd be really nice to see him reemerge again. Yeah. I want to see him in a different offense. I think, you know, if the Chiefs believe in him, then I do too, kind of thing. Yeah. I think he's still good as like a big slot receiver. I don't think he's a guy that's going to stretch the field for you or anything like that, but still a reliable guy. And it's hard to find guys that, you know, catch passes over the middle reliably. And I still think he can do that. Yeah, for sure. Um, my next great fit, Marcus Williams to the Eagles. I um, have the he, same one. So we really agree on one. Yep. <laughs> yep. It just, it, you know, cap space, it works out. Uh, need it works out both uh, safeties for the Eagles are free agents they haven't invested significantly into the position um, at all uh, in terms of draft draft capital it just makes sense uh, everyone can't keep, keep going to the AFC either there is that part like there's a lot of right. AFC money to be spent but these guys are going to be staying in the NFC too um, really great player I mean especially with Darius Slay it'd be a really fun group especially if they can add maybe a, a more versatile safety to uh, complement um, what they already have in place there. I think this could be a really nice overhaul for the secondary in a very quick span if you can land uh, Marcus Williams. Yeah, I think Eagles are going to be aggressive this offseason. They've got those three firsts, and you pretty much uh, echoed what I was going to say. I think he's just a perfect fit, and they, they can afford it. And, you know, it's a deep safety class, but I don't think they're going to want to take a safety of any of those three first-rounders. So, uh, yeah, I think Marcus Williams makes a ton of sense. See, I've got a few more. Let's uh, let's talk about some receivers. I think DJ Chark to the Falcons would be interesting. Chark's someone just worth taking a shot on. He's still just 25, former pro bowler. I think he's still underrated. Uh, Falcons have holes pretty much everywhere. I think they have the worst roster in the league right now, uh, oh, and especially at receiver. So he can come in and be wide receiver one almost immediately, and I think a Chark pits, you know, that's a lot of speed, and that, that'd be fun. Yeah, and I think what you could quickly do there, too, is add a receiver at number eight. I think it makes a lot of sense for them to take a first-round receiver. Um, if you're keeping Matt Ryan, you got to surround him. So I like it. I like Chark. I'm with you. If I'm Jacksonville, I don't know why Jacksonville's letting him walk. I don't really fully understand that. Me neither. Um, unless, if, like, unless if they know something medically um, that they're not comfortable with or his work ethic, I don't get it. I think Cleveland's a really clean fit, too. I think um, Cleveland could absolutely look at him. Uh, if they don't look at Allen Robinson, you got to kind of choose like one or the other, right? Like you're going to go with the possession guy or you're going to go with the speed guy. So I like the Atlanta fit like that. I didn't, I didn't thought about that one before, but if I'm Atlanta, I'm leaning into the offense 100% this off season. And we are going to make this unit really good. It's a very vulnerable uh, division. So I like that strategy. Yeah. And if say they, you know, say they take a quarter or a receiver at eight and then you bring back gauge and you have Chark, maybe Traylon Burks or Garrett Wilson or Drake London with Pitts and Char- like, that's really fun. And that that's great. can kind yeah. of execute that offense. And then, you know, that puts them in a prime position to draft a running back in that second round too, if they really just want to load up. Yeah. I mean, really at this point it should be 
being explosive, being fun, and just getting the most out of Matt Ryan that you can. So yeah, I'm building I for the future. Think, like I still think they should go Malik Willis at eight, but um, yeah, but I, I think yeah. a receiver would be, would be cool too. Yeah, it's it's tough. Like as much as I love Kyle Pitts last year, I was like, well, take Justin Fields. If you're not going to take Justin Fields, take Mika Parsons. And yeah, I, I would have taken Fields last year if I was. Not, yeah. Obviously, we're not privy to all that information, but the NFL definitely had a problem with Fields, but like. The guy's awesome. So they a lot of teams missed on that one. For sure. For sure. Uh, what do you think about Amari Cooper? Yeah, what do you think about Amari Cooper? I think he goes to the Eagles, if I had to guess. I think the Eagles, if they don't uh, sign somebody, or if they don't, yeah, if they don't, yeah, if they don't sign a free agent, I think they draft one with one of those first three rounders, but I think it opens them up if they don't. And I think staying in the division, I think, makes a lot of sense. I also could see Washington maybe before – the Wentz trade because it's gonna they'll have to free up some more money. But Washington was interested in him before he signed with the the Cowboys. So I think staying in the division makes the most sense. What do you think? Yeah, to me he's the hardest guy to peg because he fits so many situations. And I'll be fascinated to see the money that he takes at this point in his career. I wonder if he would be willing to take a little bit less, go to somewhere like Baltimore, New England, right? Like does he does he want to go to a team that's closer to competing? Or does he go for the cash? Does he go for, you know, maybe like the long-term money? Because I think Miami makes a lot of sense. Like Miami does Robert, make a lot of sense. Miami and yeah. New England are, are good ones. I like those. He, yeah, so he's, he's from the Miami area. Um, so he's got connections there. Obviously, no, no state taxes. That's huge. Miami is, I mean, the offense, San Francisco, he'd be, he'd be a perfect fit in that same type of offense. Like, such a good route runner. Um, the Jets could use him. Like, you go down every team with cap space, it's like, well, the Bears could use him. Sure, like. You know, basically every team with space could use him. So kind of interested to see, like, does he just go for, you know, competitive sake or does he see, like, does he try to blend the two? Uh, My prediction will be Miami. I think Miami's two big signings would be wide receiver and get that left tackle. And then they can go to the draft and start hammering out the rest of that offense. Yeah, I I agree. Like, that's what's so fun about it. Like, what's also mystifying about him is, like, he's so awesome for, like, three games a year. But he fits every offense, too. So yeah. you really could see him anywhere. A couple other receivers. Let's go. This is one that I think would be really fun. Uh, Cardinals get Will Fuller. Cardinals need wide receivers. Ooh. They're going to lose A.J. Green. They're going to lose Christian Kirk. Fuller, if healthy, would be just an amazing deep threat with Kyler Murray. That'd be so fun. Oh, I love it. I love it. And he'll be a lot cheaper than he was last year for Miami. I hope the dude wants to play. Um, that is part of his, you know, baggage, I guess, uh, to use that term lightly. Um, it's just part of his decision making is to decide if he wants to play this year. I hope he does because he's incredibly impactful. Like the numbers when he was on the field with Deshaun Watson versus when he wasn't, Deshaun Watson was a different quarterback. Um, yeah, great, great receiver, legitimately great talent. Um, I don't care about the drops. He's a total game changer. I hope that happens. I hope he comes back 100 percent and just has like one of those crazy like Pro Bowl type caliber years. Yeah, because he could do healthy. that. I hope that finger's healthy. And yeah, drops are just the stupidest stat. Like, you ever hear drops? That is an opportunity to buy low in, in fantasy to me. Now, Jamar Chase had drop issues. Yeah, it happens. Uh, I mean, yeah. it, they're, they're they're freaky. Sometimes they're mental. Sometimes they're very, I mean, I don't think Fuller has like a an issue like with his form per se. I think it's just more of like, you're going to target him a lot and he's going to have like three more drops on the year than someone else. Like, it's yeah. not a big deal. If yeah, if a guy gets thrown the ball a lot, he's gonna drop some passes. That's how it works. Uh let's see. Another receiver fit I think is fun. Patriots get Christian Kirk. Uh we just talked about how Kirk's Ooh. probably leaving the Cardinals. 
think he's going to have a big market. He'd be a phenomenal fit with Mac Jones, bring some speed and reliability uh, to that offense. That's a really good fit. I hadn't thought about that one before. Um, plus, we know like the, the importance of the slot position for New England. Um, just kind of legendary at this point. So that would be really nice. I like that one. Um, I think I would probably throw out Chicago as well for Kirk. Mm. Um, in the sense of I think they would want to gamble on what hasn't been unlocked there. And it's a little bit dangerous because I, I wasn't super high on Kirk coming out. Like I think I had probably you know a decent day two grade on him. And he's kind of been the same guy that I thought he'd be. I think he's good. I think he's probably going to be overpaid. But Chicago kind of needs to take a stab on someone like that just because of their lack of flexibility without a first-round pick. They've got Darnell Mooney. I think they should go for speed, try to build a more vertical offense around fields. Um, Agreed. I could see them totally taking that risk and saying, you know what, we're going to front-load this contract. Um, we're going to give you basically one-and-a-half guaranteed years, and we might eat this contract in two years. But if you are the guy that some people thought he was coming out of A&M, he could also become a much better player than maybe what we saw in his, you know, I think very limited role in Arizona. Yeah, I'd love to see the Bears just adopt just a completely vertical offense and go completely, just go full speed because that's what Fields is best at. And yeah. then if everyone's going deep, you clear it out and he's going to run all day. So hopefully they build around his strengths. Yeah, get giant tackles. Go get the Minnesota 6'8 tackle. Um, go find the next biggest human being you can possibly find. Uh, for that offensive line, and then just like embrace yeah. Fields creating after you know yeah, get, the primary. Get Daniel Falele or whatever, however you say yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, something Yeah. All right, I've got two more, both in the NFC West. Uh, Rams get Bobby Wagner. Sounds like Bobby oh. Wagner is going to stay in the NFC West, and he can get his revenge on the Seahawks two times a year. Just the kind of guy the Rams love to pick up. That veteran, that veteran guy. You know, Wagner's not the same player, but. I think him next to Ernest Jones would be really fun. So good. I mean, he it's exactly what they need. It's its just perfect for him. It fits their, their mantra, fits the star power. I want to see him go to um, the Chargers along with Jordan mm-hmm. Davis and just create yes. like this mega defense, like just this incredibly nasty defense that owns if, the trenches. If Jordan I mean, Davis lasts to 17, like the Chargers have to run that pickup to the I board. Think that's, and, I think that was probably like the biggest – thing that probably came out of the combine for me was he's not going to like I just don't see I don't I, I honestly don't think Cleveland will pass him I think Cleveland will sign no, that receiver I don't, and then I don't they're gonna look gets, to take Davis he might not even get he, that far I don't think he does I think I think position uh hurts him because nose tackles just if he if he wasn't a nose tackle pretty much or if this was 20 years ago he's a top five pick yeah. now I, I have him not getting past the Vikings but I yeah. think, you know, he's a borderline, like, end of I mean, the top 10 early yeah. part. So, yeah, I think you're, I think, like, Minnesota, Cleveland. Both yeah, make I think a Seattle lot is, makes so much. I mean, he is a prototypical Seattle pick. Oh, my God. It'd be um, so funny if the Seahawks traded Russell Wilson to take a nose tackle. For a nose tackle. Overall. That took 200, that he played, like, 270 snaps last year. But I mean, I Jordan like, Davis is awesome. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, he's, yeah. he's a great, he's like Vita Vea. Like, he's going to transform a defense. Yeah, it'd be hilarious, and, like, I, I totally get it because you want to stop the run with the Rams, the Cardinals, and the Niners. It would just be so funny. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, no, it, it'll be a great day on the app. Yeah, I love uh, the Chargers taking Jordan Davis, but I think they're going to miss out on him. I see them as a prime receiver spot. I think 
Jameson Williams or Jake, uh, Drake London, uh, Traylon Burks. If one of those guys drops to 17, that is yeah. a lot of fun. I think, I think seven, I think that's where you're looking at Jamison Williams. That's, I keep coming down to it. They can wait for him a little bit. Um, keeping Mike Williams was huge. Now they need cost controlled bodies for every receiver because they have so much allocated. They have two right. $20 million receivers. It makes so much sense for them to get some speed. They need the speed. Um, and, and you're oh. right. I just, I just don't think like the perfect guy is going to be there unless if Devin Lloyd is there, unless if Nicobe Dean is there. And I don't know that they're going to be thrilled to take another first round linebacker. Um, I can see them going with like a Devontae Wyatt because they just, they really need some defensive tackles just so bad. So yeah. I, mean, I like Devontae Wyatt a lot, but they just seem like a receiver spot. And then you're right. Like Keenan Allen is 30. So he's got a couple years still left in his prime, but, uh, and he's probably going to age pretty well because he doesn't really rely on athleticism. And then Mike Williams is really a two year deal. And then he's probably gone and he's, you know, older than you think too. So they're, they're going to need some receivers eventually. And so you wait a year, James Williams can be your number three deep threat. And then in a year, potentially take over for like a Keenan Allen. Yep. Yeah. They, I mean, they definitely have the profile of the team that surprises you because they maybe go like wide receiver back to back years. Yeah. Uh, I could also see la- them. Go ahead. Sorry. I could also see them uh, involved in uh, the, the tackle market too. I'd be interested to see if they, do they go after like Dwayne Brown? Do they try to get like, one of these wily vets, Trent Brown, um, one of these guys that maybe don't cost the most money, maybe Lyle Collins. Do they look into the trade for him? I, th- uh, I think them trading for Lyle Collins makes a ton of sense. That was going to be my guess. Uh, Trent Brown would be really interesting. He's, I think he's underrated. The guy almost died last year, so he wasn't healthy. And when he is healthy, he's just a monster. So yeah. that would be a lot of fun. Yeah, for sure. Uh, let's see my last one. And then you can hit me if you have any other, other ones, but I've got the 49ers and James Daniels. I think they lose Lakin Tomlinson. Uh, they get a little younger. They're going to have huge holes at both guard spots. If they lose Lakin Tomlinson, James Daniels, only 24 years old would fit that Niners offense, uh, perfectly, I think. And then they still have to figure out one of the other guard spots, but they're gonna have to do something in free agency if they lose Lakin Tomlinson. Really nice one. I, I'm, you know, I still look at like it's, he's another free agent where it's like, why are the Bears letting him walk? I don't, I don't fully understand yeah. that one, especially with the new offense coming in. Um, the Bears did just release uh, Goldman too, Eddie Goldman. Um, so another, it's a good nose tackle. They'll lose Akeem Hicks too. So a lot of good talent coming out of Chicago for a bad team. A um, little bit of a scary proposition there for their new GM to be losing so much. Um, yeah, big time. I like that fit a lot for sure. Uh, he's gonna have a lot of suitors. Cincinnati, Miami. Um, yeah, twenty-four-year-old guards don't. That's come on the crazy. Often. Yeah, great. And he was like the lone, like solid one, and he could play center too. So anyone looking for a center, you could potentially move Daniels over. Yep, absolutely. I think Eric Fisher is probably. I mean, there's a lot of great guys like this year. Jadavian Clowney, you know, he's gonna be interesting. Um, but I think. One of the guys I'll be looking at is is Eric Fisher. I'm surprised that the Colts are, you know, again, they're not keeping him. I'm, unless if they know something health-wise, I'm a little bit surprised that he'll have a lot of suitors. I think um, you could see him potentially move over to the right side. Um, could see him really on a handful of teams. I mean, the, the need for offensive linemen this year is huge. Um, could see a team like the Giants, that they try to make a, a trade for or play for him. Like Miami, if they miss out on, on Armstead, are they involved with him? Uh, I'm not really sure of like the best fit right now. Maybe I would lean towards like Pittsburgh. I could see Pittsburgh trying to take yeah. a stab at Eric Fisher. Yeah. So I guess I'll go with Pittsburgh. You know, they they go for the double dip for the combo of vet left tackle and, and vet quarterback, kind of like you mentioned earlier. 
Yeah, I like that fit. I would say, you know, if I had to guess one, I think stay in the division, maybe the Jaguars, because say they take Hutchinson first overall, they still need a right tackle. I think that would be a nice fit so they don't have to burn one of those premium picks on a tackle. I'm interested to see what they do. They've got, you know, little, they've got Walker Little, uh, second round pick last year. Uh, he was pretty good too. Yeah, they franchise Cam Robinson. They got Juwan Taylor. Um, it, the Jags are interesting. Like, I, I think Hutchison is probably now the pick. Like, but like, what do they do with Robinson? Do they try to just trade him? Do they move him to left guard? Anything's on the table for the Jags right now, and it's kind of scary and fascinating at the same time. Yeah, I, you know, I definitely could see him as a trade candidate, just because he's really. I mean, they're not going to franchise him again next year, so he's done after this year, I would imagine. So, uh, maybe they kick him inside to guard and then just let him go, or maybe whoever they draft or sign can be a guard and then kick out to tackle that you know, they're just in such a transition. Like yeah. what's going to happen with Trevor Lawrence? Like this yeah. is a, a huge second year for him. Yeah. Basically accumulate talent, use up your resources, kind of figure it up later. Um, it's not a bad strategy. It's okay to be like, yeah. we're just going to throw a ton of assets at our offense and worse comes worse. We have like a good offense and we'll figure out the defense as we go. It's kind of what you need to do in the AFC right now. Like I think, any other strategy does not fit what everyone else. Like sometimes it's good to zig while others zag, but this is not the time. <laughs> yeah. And I the think time. the Jags, the Jags defense is pretty decent. And then it if is. they get, yeah. if they get Hutchinson and Hutchinson and Allen is a really nice. It's duo, really you know? solid. It's not, he's Khalil the perfect compliment kind of thing, but yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Like, I don't even think Hutchinson, like in a nutshell, I wouldn't take Hutchinson first overall pretty much any year possible. I would, I would um, either. But at the same time, it just fit. It just works. Like he's gonna be a good player, and there's it's okay to have that like Eric Fisher draft pick. Yeah, if I'm <laughs> the Jags, so you know how uh, there was some talk of like Malik Willis going too. I think that's 100 yeah. percent the Jags. The J- if I'm yeah. the Jags, I want to trade back. The only way yeah. that you trade back is if someone thinks that Malik Willis is going number one overall. So if I'm them, I leak everything that you know. We like the we uh or not we because you know Trevor Lawrence, but that uh that the Lions like Malik Willis and try to get someone to trade up. Yeah, I mean it makes uh, you know, and I think it you know personally I would probably take Willis at two. I just and I could see I think like I could see like a logical explanation there. It's just that it's and we kind of went over this, but it's like it's a coaching staff filled with former players. They're gonna watch Willis. They're gonna interact with him, and they're gonna be like, damn, like this kid's impressive. Like he's a gamer, but. Unless if you think Carolina is going to go, like, going to go get Deshaun Watson, which I don't know how you could guess that right now. Like, the threat isn't really there for Willis to go that high. So it just yeah, seems I, like a stretch. I think, yeah, if he doesn't get six, eight, or nine, nine. I guess. But yeah. that's even, like, you know, I think the fantasy world props up Malik Willis, too. So the NFL but, might not, like, the NFL definitely likes him, but from what yeah, everything he might, I've, he might go I've heard, Exactly. Yeah. So I, I don't think him being a top 10 pick is guaranteed either. I, as if I had guessed today, I think he will, but I, these, it's not a good quarterback class. I could see a lot of them slipping. And then for the lions, yeah. I could also see them talking themselves and they have that 32nd overall pick and then an early second. So they could potentially get a Ritter or, you know, a Sam Howell at 32 and, you know, still get an offensive lineman or a pass rusher, or Kyle Hamilton at two. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be it'll be really interesting to see what they do it to. Do they take Thibodeau? Do they take Hamilton? 
It sounds like Thibodeau is dropping. I think Trevon Walker is ahead of him from everything I'm hearing. Like, Thibodeau yeah. is, like, late, like, 8, 9, 10 range now. Yeah. I mean, and I can see it. Like, it just – he sounds like Courtney Brown, part two. Mm. Um, see, I, I like him more than Hutchinson, but, you know, I, I'm not yeah. a, a de- defensive no, I'm, end tape grinder either. No, like, on the field, I, I, I agree. Like, he profiles super well. He's a really good player on the field. I just don't know off the field. Yeah, the like, off-the-field stuff clearly is scaring teams. Like, like if his he, reasoning he for picking Oregon over Alabama is a little weird. It's it's weird, and then and I'm not even usually like that guy. Like most mm-hmm. years, I'm like, we don't know these guys. Let's not talk mm-hmm. about off the field. But then you go to the combine, knowing that you already have these question marks about you, and then you don't finish your combine workout. That's pretty bad, dude. Like you have to be self-aware to say, you know, I, yeah, I need re- to make sure if nothing else, I'm going to finish this. His reasoning was really weird, too. So, yeah, yeah, that would definitely get on my radar. And then when you have guys, Trevon Walker just totally blowing up the combine. And you got yeah. Hutchinson, who tested really well. Like, I, I get it. Take the dudes but, that you know are going to be there every single day and are going to blow it out the water. And, like, taking someone from Georgia's defense this year is super safe. Like, yeah, the, yep. the, the animals that Kirby Smart put together, I'm pretty sure, like, three teams would take that entire defensive unit and just totally replace their units with that defense if they could <laughs> i can't wait to, to look back like five ten years to see how like legendary that defense was because it was like the corners didn't even have to cover because yeah. the the speed in the pass rush just was so good and they were just rotating dudes in and the best defense alignment for georgia isn't even in this draft <laughs> it's crazy it's crazy yeah it's wild um all right let's open it up to questions um we got a couple listeners so uh, you guys got any questions about free agency about the draft about life uh, let us, hit us up. What do we got? Sam, Ryan, or Alex? All right. Alex, what do you got? Yeah, hey, guys. So um, glad to hear the talk about Amari Cooper earlier, um, you know, and where he might end up. But, you know, what's the path forward for Dallas there? I mean, you know, obviously that, Leave some question marks in terms of stability with their wide receivers. What do y'all predict? You want to yeah. start again? Yeah, sure. Not a huge fan um, of what they're doing. Just you know, at least they're going to keep Demarcus Lawrence, I guess. Like that's that's the nice thing. I was a little bit worried when they offered him a pay cut, um, and then he didn't take it. I mean, I guess it doesn't hurt to ask, but like he shouldn't take one. Um, I think they bring back. Obviously, they bring back Gallup. I think they'll replace Cedric Wilson fairly easily through the draft. It's just, it's too good of a class. I wouldn't be paying for Cedric Wilson. I like, and I like Cedric Wilson, but for what he's probably asking for, you can probably wait it out, see if he doesn't get signed for his waiver two. Um, and you don't really pay wide receiver threes, especially after you're going to pay Gallup and then franchise Schultz. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So like if you can get him back for like 4 million a year, yeah. Okay. Maybe, maybe we consider it, but I think he'll probably get a deal somewhere else for a little bit more than that. And that they're just going to have to have a hard line on that. They're just going to go back to the draft, right? Like they're going to go back to, and they've drafted fairly well. Uh, you know, yeah, you have. have to give them, a, you have to give them credit. Like they've done well, especially in the first round. Um, several years ago, it's not aged extremely well. As some of these guys have gotten, you know, have regressed a little bit, but they draft well. They identify guys well. Dak, I think, will be a little bit more consistent next year. I do think things will get back on track a little bit more in general. Uh, with time and having a little bit more chemistry. Um, it's a good draft to need the positions that they need. Uh, trading Collins is tough. I, I don't necessarily love that decision if they do trade him. 
they're opening a lot of holes. But at the same time, I think health comes into all this. I think availability is coming into all of this. And they're starting to look at guys to be like, okay, let's get ahead of the curve so that we're not in the same position next year where we're down multiple players on our offense like half the time. So uh, they're, they're walking that fine line of like trying to compete while also trying to like not lose everybody. It's just they completely mismanaged the roster and the roster decisions. The Dak yeah. stuff completely screwed them. Them not paying him for a lot less would have opened up a lot more money. And then paying Zeke all that money and then not getting out of it. Like the Rams got out of Gurley, even though they, you know, took a big sunk cost because of it. This is the, you know, this is the consequences of their actions now. Yeah. So they, I mean, they losing paid, these guys is because of that. And they paid top of the market for literally everybody. That was, that's another part. Like, yes, they, like you can misplay it, but if you misplay it and kind of, you know, get some bargains. It's tough because you, you have to resign to Marcus Lawrence. He's amazing, but you paid as much as you possibly could for him. Same for Dak and same for Zeke and same for Mari Cooper. And it's like, they, they kind of, you know, the way they structured the deal showed that they were kind of mindful that this was probably going to happen. But that's the problem is that you probably should have been more, you know, forward thinking to say, let's just not even face that problem because now it's going to look like 2021 was their opportunity to win. And you didn't win a single playoff game so yeah, it's just, the, it's, the it's window's tough. definitely closing for sure yeah. but yeah i mean this is what happens when you go for it so this is just the aftermath of it but the problem is they're still trying to win it and so you don't want this to happen but yeah just complete mismanagement of the rock and it's good problems too like they're gonna eventually have to pay micah parsons they're gonna have to pay trevon diggs they're gonna have to pay cd lamp so those things are on the horizon if you pay some of these guys now you don't have the money in the future to pay those guys who are going to get it top market deals because market parsons is going to get 30 million a year yeah yeah so they just got they got to nail the draft i think that's what it comes down to like if they're going to yeah. trade these guys away um sign low risk high reward guys uh, maybe go after someone like uh um will fuller maybe go after Devonte parker to kind of you know if he becomes available maybe you sign him to be 75 percent of amari cooper and just hope he stays healthy. I think that those are the type of moves that they're going to be looking at. Yeah, I also think they, you know, the O-line, especially if they lose Collins, is a big problem. So I think they have to address that in the draft for sure. But I also think they're another team at 24, I believe, that is in that receiver market. You know, Traylon Burks, if he's available yeah. at 24, is Jerry Jones, who's from Arkansas, going to pass up on that? I, I can't imagine that. Yeah, that's a good point. I didn't think about that. Because he's dropped a little bit into their range, which is really nice. And I do think that he, like, you, I don't, I would not use the combine to really judge Burks that much. I think he's either. a better film player. He might've disappointed, but if you look at his measurables and everything, he tested better than like Josh Gordon. And he, you know, and he reminds me a lot of Josh Gordon. He tested almost identical yeah. to AJ Brown. He Interesting. reminds me a lot of AJ Brown. So I wouldn't lose. And also as a super fast track. That that got like corrected that's what's, pretty quickly. That's what kind of scares me though is he ran yeah. a four five five on a quick track where everyone's breaking. So he's really maybe a four six guy, but yeah. in the SEC he was outrunning everybody. So yeah, it's, it's one of those weird, weird things. Maybe he just picked the wrong team to train with too. For, from what I heard, uh, teams think he did not train hard enough this off season, which says a lot about. Which is a big red flag because <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is the biggest job interview and you know it's coming. And so that's a red flag to me, but the on-field stuff is so good. Yeah. So basically 
do your homework on people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I do think the Cowboys will be okay. It's just it's just hard to see the picture right now. Well, so, the division like, is so winnable too. Like it is. Like in are a you going to lose now? to the to Wentz and the Commanders? Doubtful. Right. Like the, the Eagles, maybe. Billy wants I to still, trade their quarterback. Yeah, and <laughs> like you know, adding three first rounders is nice, but you can't rely on rookies that much. So they're no. still a year or two away. Yeah. It just they may look a lot better in a month from now, and it's just super scary right now for you as a Cowboys fan. I think the the nice thing if you're a Cowboys fan is that the Eagles are reportedly out on Deshaun Watson, so because they have yeah. the, more ammunition than anybody to get him. Yeah, yeah, I think they would easily get, and that's interesting that they're out because they were around for a long time. They were kind of hanging around it, and then now I think they're just like they're like Miami. Miami got to a point where it's like this isn't worth our time. Like it we're gonna give our like- young guy a chance. It sounds like anybody who's actually digging into it is they sound interested and then they dig into what actually happened. And they're like, uh, n- no. Yeah. Which yeah. is scary. But uh, Seattle has no ownership. So if Pete Carroll, I mean, they have an owner, but that owner is disconnected. So if they want to do what they could, Carolina's owner is so desperate to win that they'll do whatever. And I'm pretty sure there was like a sexual assault or like a sexual of nature charge against ownership of Seattle. Like they did. Seattle's they had a settlement. So. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so not necessarily a group that's going to be fast to, you know, potentially judge that no, situation no, and no. run away from P- it. So You know, Pete P- Carroll is a lot like Urban Meyer in college. And yeah. He didn't care. 100%. 100%. All right, any other questions? That was a great question, Lex. Thank you. All right, last call. Going once. Going twice. All right. That'll do it for the Lions football show. Ian, thanks again for for joining me with Miss Crocker this week, but I think we handled it pretty well. Ian, is there anything you want to plug before we say goodbye? That's about it. Um, You know, haven't been making too much content. Um, Been taking over over some other work. Um, So definitely just, you know, keep listening to the podcast. And anything that comes out, which is going to be pretty infrequent, will be on the Twitter feed. And uh, that's about it. We cover pretty much everything here, which is really nice. Yeah, I feel like we hit on a lot of a lot of topics. The the three listeners just got a wealth of information, and then everybody <laughs> else on Colin uh, will really love this. Uh, you can follow me at Casually Ginger everywhere, uh, and then you know go to lines.com, check out our mock draft and all our great content. Uh, we will be back next week. Talk to you guys then. Bye bye. <laughs>